Hello, I'm Ian Beaumont, back with another edition of the program that brings you life, the universe, and other strangeness. This is the Viewpoint Podcast, and it starts now. Well, welcome to the program. Thank you for downloading and listening to this podcast. We start this week with a radio station in trouble with the regulator in Australia. Yes, this is the story of Two Day FM, which back in December 2012 broadcast a prank call that was made to the hospital where Kate Middleton was staying, suffering from acute morning sickness. That would be bad enough on its own. Despite what Steve Pence said on an opinion piece on the Radio Today website, he wrote the call was made as an item within an entertainment based radio show, no malice, no nasty undertones, no hidden agenda, just a bit of light hearted fun. Yeah, pranks are light hearted fun, unless you're the person getting pranked, and then it's no fun at all. But what makes this worse was the fact they hadn't even sought consent. To broadcast the prank, they hadn't sought consent from the hospital in London to broadcast the recording of the prank. No consent was asked for, let alone given. And that's worse. Most prank calls are on people who are nominated by their friends, and I have no problem with that. Where I have a problem is with these cold call prank calls. These are usually topical, like this one was. But this one had unintended consequences, as in a nurse killing themselves as a result of the prank. The ACMA, Australia's version of Ofcom, launched an investigation and at the end of that found 2Day FM guilty of breaching their license. The station's owners, Southern Cross Asterio, launched an appeal in the federal court against the ACMA being able to rule that they had breached their license an appeal the federal court rather foolishly upheld in March last year. While the ACMA appealed to the High Court, the top court in Australia, and this week the ruling came down, the ACMA are perfectly within their rights as a regulator to rule that 2Day FM breached their license. The High Court overturned the federal court's ruling. Now, Southern Cross Stereo along with Free TV Australia and Commercial Radio Australia, have all expressed concern at the decision. I'm not sure why. ACMA didn't overreach their power. They are a regulator. Regulators decide whether broadcast stations break rules and what punishments should be inflicted, including all the way up to revoking the license and taking the station off the air. What, do you want completely deregulated broadcasting? Even America doesn't have that. And let's face facts, in trying to take on the regulator and stretching this out over more than two years, the ACMA will now punish 2Day FM by revoking their license and taking them off the air. It's bound to happen now. If Southern Cross Stereo had just owned up to it and accepted the decision, they might have been allowed to continue broadcasting, but that looks impossible now. They sealed their own fate the very second they decided to fight the regulator.
David Cameron is running scared from the debates despite his denials and the broadcasters are fed up waiting for him to commit so if he decides not to take part there will be an empty chair or podium to symbolize that fact the broadcasters announced this later on Friday this is pure hypocrisy on David Cameron's part he was instrumental in introducing them into our political landscape back in 2010 and this year he's running away from them like a scolded dog with a case of the limber tail Admittedly, I wouldn't want to have to defend what David is having to defend, as his government's record on everything from the economy to the health service is not only nothing to write home about, it's positively toxic to his electoral chances. Not that Ed Miliband or Nick Clegg have much better things to defend either. Miliband's record is based on the fact his Labour Party sided with the coalition in the Scottish referendum last year, and that's likely to cost him in terms of seats in Scotland. The SNP are expected to be the beneficiaries there. Now the situation in England is less clear though, and with UKIP and the Greens as possible beneficiaries, the expectations are for another kind of coalition. And although the likely coalition is between Labour and the SNP, the possibility of a Conservative UKIP coalition isn't off the table. We are two months away from the election, so we'll be keeping a closer eye on developments, both here on the podcast and on the Viewpoint blog. Katie Hopkins has been slapped down by Kelly Clarkson in the best possible way. During Kelly's appearance on The Graham Norton Show, newspaper columnist Katie Hopkins tweeted... Jesus, what's happened to Kelly Clarkson? Did she eat all of her backing singers? Happily, I have a widescreen. Hashtag Graham Norton. When questioned about the tweet by Heat Magazine, Kelly responded, I don't have a clue what you're talking about. Someone tweeted something about me? Oh, and she's tweeted something nasty about me? That's because she doesn't know me. I'm awesome. Kelly just left the smacketh down on Katie Hopkins. Let's face facts, though. If you're a newspaper columnist, attacking anybody is punching upwards, even if it was a community radio presenter or an intellect celebrity. Katie Hopkins becomes a permanent resident of Viewpoint's sin bin, whilst Kelly Clarkson wins the Viewpoint Gold Star Award. We're running out of time, but before we go, a few brief points to finish on. The Liberal Democrats say they would offer the people of Cornwall a legislative assembly which would get new powers to run local services. I definitely think this would be a first step in a move toward a federal Britain, which would help bring democracy back to local people. Council officers in Cornwall have recommended refusing plans for a supermarket which would pay for a stadium for the Cornish Pirates and Truer. The Pirates have already been denied promotion to Rugby Union's Premiership twice because of stadium plans failing at the council's stage just to prove the damn supermarket and the stadium and let's get the show on the road. Green Party leader Natalie Bennett has called for a peaceful political revolution at May's election to end the, quote, failed experiment of austerity, unquote. 
Austerity has only served to broaden the gap between the top 1% and the rest of us, with the poorest suffering under this coalition worse than in any other previous period of recession since the Great Crash of 1929. And one more thing. We're a couple of months away from the Eurovision Song Contest, and the 60th edition of the contest is already taking shape in some very interesting and unexpected ways. Australia is being given a wildcard entry into this year's competition, and former Australian Idol contestant and winner Sky Sebastian will represent them in the final. Why is Australia in the contest? The SBS in Australia are big EBU supporters and associate members, and broadcast the contest every year, and it gets lots of viewers, despite airing at breakfast time. But the biggest shock this week came from Germany, where the winner that searched to find Germany's entrant turned down the chance to represent his country on live TV. Andreas Kumert initially thanked the public for selecting his song, but shortly afterwards he said, I'm really not in the right shape to accept this. I give my title to Anne-Sophie, a 24-year-old who was the runner-up. Andreas, what were you doing in the contest if you were not prepared to actually compete in the finals? Why waste everybody's time and votes like this? This was truly a senseless move. That's Viewpoint. Hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Keep up with my thoughts on various stories through the week on the Viewpoint blog, which you can find at cityprod.blogspot.com. Please consider supporting my podcast by going to the podcast page, citypod.podbean.com. Make a donation via the donate section in the left-hand column, powered by PayPal, and help keep the podcast commercial free. If you don't already, please subscribe via iTunes, and you can get episodes downloaded to your computer or mobile device every time I upload a new episode. You can also find the Viewpoint podcast on Player FM. You can also listen to me live and direct every Monday at 4pm UK time on Source FM, which you can find online via the sourcefm.co.uk, the UK radio player, the iTunes radio directory, the TuneIn app, TuneIn.com and the Wonder app from Weather Underground. I hope you'll join me next week for another Viewpoint. Till then, thanks for listening. Stay sharp, stay tuned.